episode number 23 of the where else would you rather be podcast mj or lebron that's what we're debating no, i'm just playing i'm brett loftus here with me is one of my many roommates but i must say my favorite that i've ever had in life mr daniel Meir. he lived with me in wisconsin rapids wisconsin uh during our time with the rafters so we're kind of continuing our way through the northwoods league journey and obviously, we'd be well dismissed if I didn't have one of my future groomsmen on here and Mr. Beer. <laughs> How we been, Daniel? Uh, it's been good. You know, just living life, having a good time. Um, just got done with spring break here and everything. Just getting in my last semester. So, you know, just the good old college grind and all that. I know you know all about that. So, yeah, you know, just been going like that. Daniel is a student at Iowa State University. Just got back from L.A. And no, I'm not talking about Laura Anderson. I'm talking about Los Angeles, California. So yeah. how, how was that out there? I've never been to L.A. I know you got to go to a Clippers game. You got to you got to see some some sights and sounds out there, man. Um, yeah, it was truly an experience. I mean, I'll come out and say California is really just not for me. Too high paced and everything as just everything just really goes fast out there. Um, but yeah, it was cool. I mean, the Clippers game, that was probably like the top, the top thing out there. Like I just have never experienced something so fun in my life. Like love my baseball games and everything, but going to an NBA game with that stature and especially they're playing the Warriors and Curry dropped 50, like it literally like in the blink of an eye where I'm like, Oh wow. He just dropped 50 points. Um, but yeah, it was cool. Like seeing all the statues out there and everything from like Jerry West to, uh, Chick Hearn and all of that, like that was just very like, very nice um and just yeah just the sights of it like california at night's beautiful just with the lights and everything and i don't know man it was a really good time got to drive through like malibu calabasas and all that stuff didn't spend anything out there because you know not a big ball or anything like that but um You're not LeVar, so oh no i'm not lavar as much as i look up to him i am not lavar ball i'll get that set you know i'll get that set out right there um but yeah no it was it was it was really it was really cool great experience um Santa Monica Pier was nice, but it was also cold. Like I felt like my bones shivering, but you know, it was it was a great time. You gotta come and, to North Dakota if you feel that way. I don't know. Hey, hey, North Dakota is like the new um California. Yeah, that's what I've been, you know, been told. <laughs> that's what they're saying. I don't know who that's they what, are, but that's what they're saying. So Daniel obviously just got back from LA. He's finishing up his degree at Iowa State. And then what are we gonna do after graduation? Uh, so I actually just accepted a position in Chicago just recently. I'll be working as a marketing specialist with the um, uh, outsourcing marketing company called Stellar. So um, I'll be starting out on like a base salary with like everything to earn commission. So big boy money coming soon, hopefully. Um, so yeah, I'll be on the I'll be on the north side. So you know, as much as I love to be on the south side with my socks, but you know, I guess I'll have to listen to the. Not so ever so entertaining Wrigleyville fans, but that's okay. Um, yeah, but it'll, it'll be nice get to stay at home for a little bit. And then hopefully within the next few years, venture out somewhere else and, you know, hopefully get back into sports. So that'd be nice. So let's, let's talk some baseball. Okay, Daniel, we talk baseball all the time. And the time. as we continue our journey through the Northwoods League, and we talked to different guys about kind of their baseball careers and kind of what their time was at Wisconsin Rapids, which we'll get to our time Wisconsin Rapids. We got some stories to share. Um, oh, yes. As always, Daniel will always ask me some questions. And we'll, we'll, oh, boy, we'll tell, some, we'll tell some stories today. But first, we kind of want to talk Major League Baseball because this is something that we do all the time. And we just want to know, you know, kind of, kind of share our conversations as we're approaching opening day with you guys. 
Daniel's a big Nationals fan. Uh, he's also a big White Sox fan. As you guys know with me, huge Atlanta Braves fan. And, well, our, our Nationals and our Braves open up against each other on opening day with Daniel's favorite pitcher of all time, Patrick Corbin, doing the bump and my main man, Max Freed. So as we approach opening day, Daniel, obviously the Nationals, let's just say it, not looking that strong to start this year, but baseball is anybody's game. So how are you feeling as a Nationals fan? Um, into the year? I feel it's the Nationals' uh, year to lose. Um, <laughs> by that, I mean <laughs> – and I'm not talking about the World Series. I'm talking about we have a 100-loss season coming our way, no doubt. Um, but I can't wait to see the progression with our guys, especially just, you know, with the trade we had, like – big on CJ Abrams and, you know, Ruiz and our pitching mostly, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, we all experienced it here and there. I mean, nothing will ever relive 2019 for me with the nationals. Um, but you know, it's hopefully we could see brighter and better days with them. Um, but yeah, going on Patrick Corbin, um, I'm praying on his downfall. Hopefully he gets DFA'd. I don't, I don't like to talk like that with, you know, my team, but man, Patrick with Corbin, your opening man, day starter, man, you can't forget that. You know, if I were a betting man, which I am, I would be sure to bet whatever his over on on earn runs because my God, like you might see, you might see him give up ten. Who knows? Like you know, he, hey, to he, the Braves lineup, the Braves, Braves, Braves are gonna have some dogs this year, man. I mean, honestly, last year, I, I think it will be Orlando Arcia's day to show why he deserved the starting shortstop. Stop spot. it! Stop <laughs> it! That's a that's a that's a soft spot for me right now. I'm still upset at the Braves <laughs> that Von Gressel did not get the opening day nod. Um, I still think Vaughn will start the most games at shortstop this season. They're, they're saying one or two things. I don't understand. Either service time, they want to have him under team control for another year, and if that was the case, he's probably not going to come up before June 1st, which I'm mm. going to see the Braves in late May when I fly home. So you're telling me I paid for a flight and for tickets from North <laughs> Dakota, and I'm not going to get to see my shortstop play. Pretty upset mm. about that. Yeah. Um, unless I go see a good at Stripers game that night. Awesome. Awesome. Get Sounds a little U-turn. <laughs> yeah, we'll take a little U-turn 30 minutes back down 85. Uh, but, you know, I, I besides that, I, I'm pretty excited about the Braves. Um, obviously, they're, they're going to have a really good team this year. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, not yeah. Not the same team they had last year, really, with, with Sean Murphy behind the dish, him and Travis D splitting time, and catcher and DH. Obviously, Austin Riley, dog. Dog. Um, shortstop Orlando Arcia. Dog. And uh, Ozzie Albies at second. Healthy Ozzie coming back is going to be huge. Uh, Matty O at first. He has had, like, the best spring training I've seen in a while. He's hitting over 400, hit seven bombs. And I know you can't value anything in spring training. I'm one of those people. But still, that's amazing. And then mm -hmm. you look at that outfield. It's going to be lethal. I was oh, yeah. really worried about Eddie coming into spring training. And then what he did in the WBC, we're, we're all set to go out and left. Money Mike in center, your defending NL Rookie of the Year. And then we're going to have Ronald, a healthy 100% Ronald in right. Uh, I think the Braves, I honestly, and, I, and I'm not just saying this, I think the Braves are the team to beat in the National League. I, I don't really think there's anybody else. I mean, when you look at the Mets and Edwin Diaz going down, I think that hurts them a lot. Uh, the Phillies, they just lost Reese Hoskins. They're, they're going to miss yeah. Bryce Harper for the entire first half. They also let Gene Secure a walk-in free agency. So, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. I get that you got Trey Turner and you're going to move Stott over the second, I would assume. But I don't really like the move. Uh, and then when mm -hmm. you look at you, – you continue – we talked about the Nationals. And then looking at the Marlins, Marlins going to surprise a lot of people. I'm saying this right now. Before the season starts, the Marlins will get a wild card spot. 
I'm really, really impressed with them this year, Daniel. Uh, getting Luisa Rise, getting Gene Segura. Oh, yeah. Uh, some of the younger guys they have. Let's talk about the Marlins. I think they're going to be a team that's really going to be on the rise this year. Yeah, I agree. Like, getting getting Luisa Rise, I mean, you had to give up Pablo Lopez, which he's a solid, solid pitcher, and he goes to a good, like, environment situation in Minnesota, I would say. But getting Luisa Rise, you slap bats, you get a certified bat. They like, batting champ from last year. Literally, and who's this? I mean, yeah, you you're switching leagues. You're playing more NL league teams this year. I mean, that's just what comes to playing the National League now. But like, you're getting a certified bat and a reliable bat, to say the least. I mean, what it really comes down to, I would say, is the production from their outfield. With you know, with the big signing of Jorge Soler last year, really was underwhelming. And then um, obviously, El Garcia. Like, hopefully, he picks it up a little bit because you know he was. A decent hitter back when he was with the Sox. I want to say the Orioles too before he the went Brewers. to the Marlins. He was also the with Brewers. Oh, the Brewers. The Brewers. Let's not forget about my man Jesus Sanchez either. Unreal oh, yeah. power. Oh yeah, like they have they have a lot of potential too. And you know you have the reigning Cy Young can't you know Cy Young winner I should say in us uh, in Sandy's you know leading the leading the rotation. Like what it comes down to is their bullpen. At the end of the day, you know they have their few arms in there, but like not really any like guys are like they're going to shut it down, but like there's, they'll still be a sneaky team. I'm like, you know, hopefully they sweep the series with the Mets because we pray on the Mets downfall. Um, we do. That's one hallelujah. thing we do here, guys. If we don't do anything else on the world's would you rather be podcast, we do three things. Okay. We love the Wisconsin Rapids Raptors. We love the state of North Dakota. Most of the time we love the Atlanta Braves in three B. We hate the New York Mets. I'm sorry. I have a lot of good friends out there who are Mets fans. J.J. Almeida, we had him on the podcast, who is a Mets fan. <laughs> we do not like the Mets. We mm -hmm. do not like the New York Mets. And we listen, not. I'm not just saying that they're not going to make the playoffs because they lost Edwin Diaz. To all those people out there that are probably going to try and frame it that way, no, it's not the case. Look at me right here, right now. Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander will miss at least 20 starts combined. They're old. Wow. Yep. I love them to death. I respect both of them. First ballot Hall of Famers, in fact. But they're old. I'm going to say that again. They're old. Okay? Old. Scherzer old. missed eight starts, if I'm not mistaken, last year. Verlander missed three or four. I, you're paying them all that money, and you're going to probably not have Nemo on opening day. You're no. probably not going to – or you're obviously not going to have DS for the whole year. You're, you know, Jeff McNeil struggled in the WBC. Pete Alonzo, can he still do what he's been doing the past couple of years? I mean, we got Eduardo Escobar, who is the most inconsistent baseball player I have ever seen in my entire life. He could hit 417 in the next month, strike out, you know, 90 times. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get it with him, dude. I don't get it. And you know what? The Mets might go and do and have another year like they did last year. I don't see it happening. No. If, if we're going to give our NL East predictions here, I'll go I, Braves. Marlins. Shocking a lot of people with that. I know. I know. I know. Mets. Mm. Got Mets finishing third. Maybe mm -hmm. in the wild card spot. And then we'll go Phillies, Nationals. And I know what you're thinking. Phillies in fourth? What other firepower do they have to start the year besides Trey Turner? Real Muto? Okay, I'll give that one to you. Yeah. Who else? They have, I mean, they still, you know, they still have Schwarber out there. And, like, give me a break. I don't care if you lead the National League in homers. Yeah. He hit 210 last year. Yeah. My grandma yeah. could hit 220 right now. <laughs> what are we doing, bro? 
I mean, so, like, I'm, I'm so tired of the new age of baseball. We talk about Schwarber, Schwarber, Schwarber. Hit a big homer in the WBC championship game. But he he, he hit 210 last year. He hit 210. Yeah. yeah. But, like, people tend they, – they tend to overlook it because I would say he had a fairly good postseason. He had a great postseason. Yeah, he had a great absolutely. postseason. That's, yeah. what, that's where people put it into, like, he ended up getting, getting it going at the right time. Like, yeah, he was maybe a little dreadful throughout the year. But, like, he picked it up at the right time. And you could say the same thing about Cassianos with his defensive struggles. Like, I don't know. I, I've always liked Cassianos. He's a great personality, in my opinion. But sometimes – He's also the, a great meme. For all those great meme, a hundred percent great meme. <laughs> um, but he's just like his the bad. I'm talking about consistent Cincinnati. firepower, like consistent yeah. firepower. Yeah, out of out of Trey Turner, out of Real Muto, consistent because Alec Baum also very inconsistent. Castellanos just said it. Schwarber's a guy. I I and I personally don't have an issue with Kyle Schwarber. I just hate these guys that get so praised nowadays, and it's like. If you're not, to me, in today's league, if you're not hitting over 240, you're not a good hitter. And I'll say that for my first baseman last year, Matt Olson. Matt hit 230, 235, hit 30 mm-hmm. bombs and had 100 RBI. I'll take that out of him. But I'll, I want Matt Olson to hit 260, 270 this year. So I'll pick but, up some of my own guys. Okay? I mean, that could happen with the I whole think, shift now. Exactly. So we'll see. We'll see. And, and same thing having a Sorber. I know Sorber was a guy who got shifted a lot. So oh, yeah. I'm giving, trying to give benefit of the doubt, and I know Sorber has unreal power. You also had that unreal protection in that lineup. And kind of without Harper, how's that going to fare at the start of the year? Bryce Harper's a guy I'm really looking forward to when he comes back because I don't know about you, Daniel. Obviously, probably a little bit salty that he didn't resign with the Nats in 19. But I – I hated Bryce Harper when he was a national. I really did. Everyone did. He had a Everyone lot of run- when he dragged his foot across the A in Atlanta, like when him and Julio Turan got into it, like I could oh, not stand God. him. But since he's become a Philly, I don't know how to explain it. And I don't like the Phillies either. I don't like anything that plays in Philadelphia, to be honest. But I like okay. Bryce Harper. I'm going to be honest. I'm excited for him to come back. I think it was disrespectful. ESPN rated him like the 58th best player in Major League Baseball. That is just extremely disrespectful to a two-time NL MVP and a guy that had probably one of the biggest postseason homers in the history of Major League Baseball last year. I like Bryce, and I like what he's going to bring to the table mid-July for this Phillies team. That's why I'm kind of indecisive about whether to put them in third or fourth and if they'll have a chance to make the postseason again. Right. I mean, and it really comes down to, like you said, you're missing him, you know, former two-time, you know, MVP and everything. And, you know, I don't want to say, you know, I was salty when he first left, but like in his first uh, opening, you know, conference with the Phillies, he said, we're going to bring a championship back to DC. And that's what we did in 2019. Um, Even though he wasn't there without that, man, I missed the 2019 (laughs) Nationals. But, um, you know, like, again, I've I've gone on to like give him more respect because don't get me wrong. He was one of the main reasons why I fell in love with the Nationals. And to see, like, you know, my hero almost leave, it was just like, what? Like, I'm not, I'm not, if we went to another team in another league, yeah, I might have considered, but like, it was in the same team, it was in the same division. And, you know, for me at least, the only team I do not like in our division is the Mets. I respect the Phillies, I respect the Braves, I respect the Marlins, just because, you know, like, they've always gone there. Yeah, you're going to have those rivalries and everything, but it's just the Mets. Mets fans just, you know, I would say not every entire Mets fan, but, Mostly every Mets fan just like irks me. You know who um, Mets fans remind me of as a Georgia oh, Bulldog fan? Oh. Florida Gator fans. 
They're or, or not even or Tennessee Tennessee fans actually. More oh specific. my god! Because yeah. Tennessee fans are so entitled, and they haven't won anything since 1998, and they love to just talk on the downfall of the Georgia Bulldogs, who won back-to-back national championships. Kind mm-hmm. of the same thing for Mets fans. Mets fans were talking all that last year down the stretch to Braves fans, and, well, we were the defending World Series champions at the time. So mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. Mets fans, if we got any that listen to the podcast, you know, hit me up. You know how to contact me. Please <laughs> let me know why you guys do that. I don't know. It's uh, And like I said, got some close Mets fans. J.J. Almeida, though, he's he's he likes to talk. I'm going to say that. You know, oh, you yeah. know JJ. You know JJ. Oh yeah, oh, I know JJ. He's passionate about his Mets. Like <laughs> he's passionate about like, his Mets. He's man. passionate about his Mets for real. Like again, they they have their good pieces and everything. But like you're going off with Verlander and Scherzer. I love both of them. You know, Tigers legends. Max Scherzer, a Diamondbacks legend. Not really, but um, Nationals legend. Nationals legend for sure. Like yeah, I mean, un- thirty-one will be retired. Un- yeah. Oh, if yeah. it's not, that should be considered a crime. Yeah. Um. I think the biggest piece in their rotation will be uh, Sanga that they got oh, from overseas and everything. Ooh, like, I yep. think he's he's going to be the one that holds that rotation down. Like, yeah, they lost, you know, their longtime guy, DeGrom, but same thing with him. DeGrom DeGrom's just, exactly. Field. He's the same thing as Verlander and Scherzer. He's going to miss five to ten starts, maybe mm-hmm. more this year. And right. I don't, I didn't get the Rangers forking out all that money to give to him. I did like the e, the Evaldi signing, but we'll we'll get to the yeah. back here shortly. Right. I wanted to really right. go in depthly with the NL East because obviously we we know a lot about that. A lot of our listeners, regional listeners from back home, big Braves fans, big National League East fans. So I want to go in deep with them. I'm going to go to the rest of the National League, and we'll go through a few teams. I just want a yes or no if you think they're going to make the playoffs or not. A little rapid fire. Okay. Cubs. Okay. No. Reds, no. D-backs. See, that's a hard one, but I'm gonna say no. Giants, no. Brewers, no. yes. Rockies, no. Cardinals, <laughs> yes, on a hundred percent, yes. Um, Pirates. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I mean, G-Man Choi could have a big year with them. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm gonna have to say no. <laughs> so there's two teams that I left off in the mm-hmm. National League, and you probably noticed it's the Dodgers and the Padres. Obviously, those are rather obvious choices that they're gonna make the playoffs. And if there are gonna be teams outside the NL East and outside the Phillies and the Mets that are gonna rival the Braves this year, and well, rival the Phillies and the Mets, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be those two teams, I think. Oh yeah. Um, no offense to the NL Central. I don't think they're that strong this season. The Cardinals keep getting older and older, um, and really outside of Goldie and Arenado. I mean, obviously, this is the best quarter infield in baseball, but oh yeah, I just feel like their rotation is starting to lack a little bit. And it's they something really... they've been like looking over for like the yeah. past. And, and, and you got Wilson Contreras come in, but what Yachty could do with a pitching staff, he really elevated guys and made them look better than I think that they were. Um, and, and I think that's for the Cardinals. Again, that's where I think they're going to struggle. The Brewers, I do think, could surprise some people this year. I will say that, as far as the Central goes. I just don't. I just feel like the Central's irrelevant to me in the National League. I don't, and I don't yeah. mean that disrespectful, but that's why I just kind of graze over them. But uh, the Dodgers and, and the Padres, a lot of people are really big. The three teams they're big on right now are the Braves, the Dodgers, and the Padres. And 
Obviously, you get the hype with the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers have been perennial contenders for the past 12, 13 years. I mean, they're mm-hmm. going to be in the playoffs. It's just how far are they going to go. And, well, the 2010s Dodgers were kind of like the 90s Braves. They only got one chance. 100%. Right? So they've kind of gotten older. They lost a couple pieces in the offseason. Now the Padres added some pieces, and they got a young core, and they re-signed Manny to this mega deal, or extended him, I should say. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like – are the Padres a team to look out for? I mean, I would say so because, you know, like, there with, with I saw the problem with the Padres, like, again, with Tati serving that suspension and everything, and then from him being dumb and hurting his wrist and all that, like, you know, that happens, you know, when you have all that play around money to do and all that, and you want to go enjoy yourself. Like, yeah, it makes sense. But then with the whole PED stuff, like, that's just a whole another loophole of conversation that just you don't know what the heck you're talking about most of the time because – they don't even know that it happens sometimes, which I think it's a cover-up. But, again, you never know with that. But It's one of those uh, things you can you can speculate. And I don't want to speculate with Tatis, but a lot of stuff – you can just say this, and we know this to be fact. A lot of stuff didn't add up. I'm yeah. Just leave it at that. It just – because it just came out of the blue. You know right. what I mean? Like Right. And, you know, if you see this all the time, like guys get prescribed stuff that, again, they could be saying this cover-up. They're like, oh, I didn't know this was in this. It went under the radar, which, again, could always be true. But, but then, like, where there's some points, you know, it's like – I'll man. say, like like you're saying, you don't know what's in it. I always like what my dad used to say. And he said this for many, many years. He said, if you don't know what's in what you're taking, then you're as guilty as if you knew what you were taking was still illegal. Because exactly. if you're taking something, making that much money – you should know what's in it because guarantee you, Daniel, if I'm Fernando Tatis and I, I forget what mega deal he's on, but if I'm making just say $30 million a year and somebody goes, Hey man, you might want to take this for pain. And I know there's a, you know, I could get drug tested. I'm going to go, what's in this? Like, I'm not going to lose a year of my playing career just so I can solve something with the pain. And maybe I shouldn't be in the right spot to speak on that. Cause I've never touched a major league diamond. But I do know if I was making that much money doing anything. We'll just say oh, broadcasting. Yeah. If somebody said, we'll, we'll use this example. If somebody said, one day I'm broadcasting for the Braves, and somebody said, hey, drink this tea. It'll cure your sore throat. <laughs> I'm not just going to drink it, okay? I'm, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like, okay, if I know I could get a drug test tomorrow and me failing that drug test will get me suspended for a year, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to be like, no, what's in it behind the honey and the tea. Okay? Exactly. Let's just talk about it a little bit more. But anyway. Exactly. You move past Tatis. They got Bogarts now. We talked about Machado. Their rotation looked good as any. Really. Yeah. Season. Um, and then the bullpen. I would say really the bullpen kind of faltered against the Phillies. But it, that Phillies lineup was just so hot in the postseason. So you just couldn't at, stop them. I, I think the Padres – and I know the Giants won the NL West in, in 21, but obviously the Dodgers still won like 108 games and beat the beat the Giants in the, in the postseason. You know, the Dodgers have won the, the series or won the division out there in the West every year, I think, since 2012, except for 21. So yeah. do you think this is, this is a year kind of where maybe we'll just say the Dodgers run ends and kind of another one begins with the Padres? I would say, yeah, because, again, looking at the Padres just – lineup you're they're gonna move Cronenworth the first Kim the second Bogart's at short and then you know Machado at third then you have Soto one corner and Machado and right and not Tatis. Machado, I'm sorry Tatis and right and then you have Trent Grisham in center who Trent Grisham you know single-handedly won the Nationals the world you know world wild card I would say because you know with his bobble in right field but that's <laughs> besides the point um 
But what I hold more so over on the Dodgers is their pitching. Um, again, like they're going to have to bank on Walker Buehler coming back healthy and everything, which, you know, Walker Buehler is a stellar pitcher and all. Tightest but, pants in the game, baby. Oh, oh, tightest <laughs> pants in the game, 100%. Um, but again, he went down with injury last year, just really like just a year to forget for him to say the least. But then, you know, you have your guys, you have Dustin May and Julio Arias, and then you still have the great Kershaw, which again, battling injuries. Of, battling injuries. But I would say out of everyone, out of every old pitcher that we've touched on, you know, most or with more so with the Mets and then, you know, with Wayno and everything, I trust Kershaw the most because he's just got that dog mentality for real. Like I, if I saw that curveball, I'd probably retire right after that pitch was thrown. Like I'd be yeah, good, play it down, walk out and be like, it's been cool three days up here. I'm good. Um, but I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's really the Padres because I when when they traded for Joe Musgrove, Joe Musgrove to me, he's he's not really overlooked anymore, but he still is underappreciated in my opinion. Like he don't get me wrong, he has his days, every pitcher has their days, every dominant pitcher, whatever. But I, you know, he gives a good shot for Cy Young. And I think if I think so. bank on a good career, I'm mm-hmm. not a good career, a good season this this season, and they just ride off that, and then you have Tatis coming back to form. Joe's biggest issue. Joe's biggest issue has always been staying healthy, staying on the field. Stayed on the field last year, and mm-hmm. he saw what he did in the regular season. He carried that into one of the better postseasons we saw at any pitcher. And I know oh, that yeah. again, the Padres lost in NLCS, but again, I'm big on the Padres in the National League this year. I, I, I'm hopping on that bandwagon early. Uh, big on the Padres, big on the Braves. To be honest, as Morgan Wallen just released his new album, the '98 Brave, that NLCS was between the Braves and the Padres. I think now, 25 years later, uh, we're going to be seeing the same NLCS this year. So on the other side, talk about the National League. Looking at the American League, uh, obviously you got your big boppers at the top. You're, you're oh, yeah. Um, when you look at the Yankees, obviously it's a team that uh, they're they're bloated with superstars. It's kind of how, how are they going to answer on each side of the tail, um, those that had good years last year and those that had bad years for the Yankees. We don't have to dive into all that. Obviously, people who follow baseball know about what judges last year. You know about Giancarlo being hurt. You know Garrett Cole, you know, he could have a month where he has a .5 ERA and then have a month where he has a four. It's kind of like one of those things. We know who the Yankees are on paper, but how will that translate to the field? So we don't have to talk too much about them. Obviously, Toronto's a team that a lot of people like. They're a young team. They've kind of they, they kind of remind me of the Braves. We'll say about three or four years ago. They're a team. They 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 have all the pieces there. But how do they put it together? I think this is the year that they do put it together. To be honest, they're my pick for the East to win the AL East. Um, Baltimore, Tampa Bay, uh, two solid teams. I think again this year. Uh, Tampa Bay. It's one of those deals to where again they lost a lot of guys, but somehow they just pull them out their butt and they find a way to win. So we'll see what happens there. AL Central, kind of look at it like the NL Central in a sense. I, I mean, the Twins, obviously with the Correa BS and all the drama, you got him back. Um, but it's yeah. like, does he want to be in a Twins uniform? Um, the Tigers, probably going to be bad again. Uh, the Guardians. I think it's their division. It's their division. Their pitching yeah. is just their pitching is just too too complete in my eyes for them to lose. And then they have their bats and everything. I that I think the guard like it's again as a White Sox fan looking at it, the Guardians, it's their division, dude. You have J Ram who is a top five MVP candidate every year. And he right. just you had that bat. He has a switch hitter ability. 
can slot him in at third, short, second, first, wherever you want. More so third, short, but like they you just have a lot of versatile guys. I wouldn't count out the White Sox still in the central. I'm I'm just gonna say that. I wouldn't count him out. Dylan Cease, a good friend of the podcast. Hopefully he's wearing this hat in a couple of years. I really do hope so. Hopefully we get it back home. But uh, I think that Dylan is going to have another good year in a White Sox uniform. Um, but I, 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 would, I just wouldn't count the White Sox out. I know lose, losing um, kind of some of the guys they lost, obviously your big one, you lose Jose Abreu in free agency. But like I said, wouldn't count them out. Tim Anderson, MVP, MVP sleeper. Do you remember I said that? AOS. Okay. I really love this division this year. I'm yes. talking – I've always been a National League guy. I follow the National League closely. AL West, I am going to be locked in this year, guys. Yes. The Mariners – okay, I got a hot one for you here. Okay. I got a hot one for you. I'm on a heater. Okay. Braves-Mariners World Series. Oh. Braves-Mariners World Series. This is my it's my preseason prediction. I'm, you know, I usually don't make these types of things, but preseason prediction, I'm going Braves-Mariners. I think I got another heater for you. Trout and Otani are in the playoffs. They lose ALDS, but Trout, don't shake your head at me. Trout Otani in the playoffs. I still think, I still think Astros win the West. Okay, I'm not yes. I'm not dissing on our on our World Series champions. Okay, no disrespect to the Astros, um, and you know I think the A's are going to win 102 games, but somehow, <laughs> never mind. No, they will, <laughs> they will struggle to win 50. Um, I, I am I am very excited. I'm all all jokes aside, very excited about that division. Yes, if we didn't talk about your team, it's probably because they're irrelevant. Um, to all the Rangers and Red Sox fans out there, like, what do you think my team's going to do this year? Well. The Red Sox paid, uh, you know, like what, ninety percent of their payroll to Raphael Devers, a man who traded him. hit three hundred. So, okay, you have fun yeah. with that. And then with the Rangers, they, what is it? This is like no jokes aside. Not ninety percent to Devers. That was that was a bit much. But this one is what is it like? Sixty percent of the Rangers' payroll is tied up between three players. Between yeah, Degrom, Simeon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not going to win doing that. You're never going to win in baseball when you do that. It's just no. not going to happen. The Yankees have tried it for the last decade and a half. Wake up. It's not going to happen. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's 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 not going to happen. Let's look at the 09 Yankees. Look at the 09 Yankees. Look at the talent they had dispersed around the field. Yeah, they had oh, some yeah. big boppers out there, but they had talent dispersed around the field. And then it seemed like in God rest his soul when George Steinbrenner passed away that they got away from that. And it's like, we're going to pay all this money to Aaron Judge. I get what he did last year. I understand it. But look at what Stanton did in Miami, and then the Yankees got him. They paid him all that money. Now look at it. Look how that contract looks. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a slap in the face. I mean, like, the, we say this all the time. The Yankees are going to be the Yankees. They are, they are the Yankees for the reason they are. Um, and they're going to get those guys, you know, like, you know, they got Stanton off, off, you know, they got him out of Miami, which he needed to be because they weren't going anywhere. I mean, right. what Miami could have been with everything they given up in the past however many years, my God, but. And God rest Jose Fernandez's soul. Oh, Cause I, oh, yeah. oh, I would have loved to seen his career play out, man. Oh yeah. I think and then having, he would have been having the outfield he could have had behind him and Yelich in center and Ozuna and Stanton in the corners. And then have, yeah. he'd be throwing a Rayo Muto every fifth day behind the yep. dish? Dude. Yep. Dude. Yep. yep. And, then you know, they make those trades here and there where they get Standy from St. Louis and then they get all that stuff. Man, 
man, that, that again, the Braves might have not have been what the Braves have been. The Nationals no. might have never won that. The Mets, whatever. But, you know, like, in the, that's to say, like, it could have really just, out, like, changed the outlook on how baseball could have been. But, again, that's where the Yankees come in. They're like, hey, our middle name's money, and we're going to give it, you know, it's just like that's just, that's just what it is. There's not a lot of explanation that can go into it. And, you know, we all wish that, like, man, I wish the Nationals were, like, would have that amount of money to go out and get there. But, again, you're in – you're in a top market. It's hard to play in New York. I mean, look at Dylan Batanz, for example, but like, I, I don't know. It's like, I really do like the blue Jays too. Um, Cause I, I think Vlad Guerrero is going to have an MVP season in my opinion. I think so. I think I wanted him to, I wanted to see him in the, um, in the WBC, but you know, the DR men, the most underwhelming greatest team of all time. But I just think like I, I think the Blue Jays are they they made some good trades this this offseason. I mean, getting rid of uh, their catcher, uh, what's his name, Montero. That's that's a hard one. Like you know, he's he's that man's got a bat, like for real. But they're just really complete. Still got Alejandro Kirk though. Still oh, got yeah. Alejandro Kirk. Kirk is a, he's a he's a beefy boy back there, and he's got that bat too. Like he's he's complete. They have Alec Manoa, who I think is just the biggest dog right now. He's just a dog. He, he doesn't care. He wants to go out there and he's going to give you his best and he's going to shut it down. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the top in the race for Cy Young. For Again, real. I mean, he was last year. He finished top five in voting last year, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So, yeah, no, he was yeah. uh, he was up there for real. Like, yeah. you know, so it's going to be interesting. Like, I, I, I it will come down to the Blue Jays and the Yankees. But again, what you were saying with the Rays, they just find these guys out of I really don't know where they probably. They must go to Iowa. Them. They say baseball is great in Iowa. I mean, you can attest for that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Iowa State doesn't have a baseball team, so I can't really attest. But <laughs> they got a softball team. I found that oh, out. We the other have a softball team. There you go. Um, but like, yeah, uh, the Rays, man. I don't know. I mean, you know, we all love Randy Rosarena. You know, Mr. Cowboy Hat Boots. Um, the president, the like, presidente of Mexico. Oh yeah, he he yeah. deserves the Medal of Honor in Mexico for real. Um, but like I like again the Rays that they can just pull it out because again they can be an eighty win team or they can flirt with a hundred wins. You don't know what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. You you just don't. That's the beauty of the Rays. Like it's just you know it's a shame that they don't have a good fan base out there. But it's just like hey, you don't... we got a list. We got a good Rays fan who's a listener of the podcast. So no offense, but we all know it's true. We all know it's yeah. true. They're kind of like unfortunate. The, they're kind of like the athletics, man. Like the athletics, you know, they could win forty games or one hundred and forty. You know, it's just somewhere in between. I think the athletics go undefeated this year. I died one hundred sixty-two and listen, 0. guys, no listen. way. I don't think there's too many A's fans that listen to us here on the Welch Rugby Podcast, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to you if you do, but it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be really. Bad. Kyle Muller, who was the Braves minor league pitcher of the year last year, my I'm gonna say that again, minor league pitcher of the year last year made a, made a few spot starts here and there in the big league club but again was the minor league pitcher of the year is going to be their opening day starter and you i like only, kyle yeah i was upset when the yeah. braves traded him but yeah he's, he's your opening day starter bro Come i on. mean there's 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 the upside there you know i would love to see this year you know you you took your takes on the world series i would love to see an a's and nationals world series i think that'd be a clash of titans it'd be great for baseball Oh, it'd be great for baseball. Just two underwhelming teams making it to the final stage. And then you don't know what's going to happen, especially in the Coliseum. My God, it can be either be a one nothing game or it might just be a two nothing game. Who knows? They would have um, to fix the plumbing first, by the way. I see the plumbing adds character, I would say. You know, you know I, had a, I, had a, I had another friend. He uh, worked in, he worked, 
I'm not gonna say who he works for because then mm-hmm. then people might people might find out. But anyway, he works for a uh, we'll just call it a major sports organization, and they were having an event at the Coliseum, and he said they went in the locker rooms um, setting up some things, and there was excrement floating around in the floor of <laughs> the uh, Coliseum. So yeah, I don't. They would have to fix a lot of things if they host the World Series out there. But anyway, World Series prediction from you, and then we got we got some stories to tell. We'll move it on from. World Series predictions. Man, that's – see, this is, again, the beauty of this sport because, you know, it's not like it's – I mean, no sport's easy, but, again, baseball is just baseball, and that's why you don't know who's going to win or who's even going to make it that far. Um, I would say out of the – I'm going to give two options for each, and then I'll – figure it out i want to see the mariners because they're america's team they're just america's team there's no other way around that mariners or the yankees for real i Uh i think they're long overdue for winning one again and just seeing that and you know my parents being yankees fans and everything i just kind of want to be able to sleep better at night um (laughs) um and then in the nl i would say this might be a weird one, but I'm going to say the Cardinals. Ooh. And I'll say the Braves. I think. See, I don't even think the Cardinals are going to make the playoffs. See, but you just have a two headed monster in Arenado and, and Arenado and Goldschmidt. They're going to have, you know, I think, I think Montgomery just continues to succeed in there. I mean, you know, they do have a, they, they have a good rotation. When I, when I do. mean, when I said what I said earlier. They have a good rotation with Miles, with Jack, still with Wainwright, like Clarity. you said, with Montgomery. Like, they have a good rotation. But what I'm saying is I just felt like Yachty elevates rotations to no, where. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I don't – that's where I feel like they're lacking a little bit with Wilson Contreras. He's still a great defensive catcher, but can he call as good as a game and know the pitchers like, like Yachty did? That's where right. I'm like – that's what I think separates the Cardinals from 500 baseball to winning the Central. That That's the right. game for me right now. Oh, I 100% agree. But, like, when you're looking at that, like, controlling the game, like, yeah, that's kind of like how Yachty did it. It was behind the scenes kind of thing. Like, you didn't you didn't see, like, the mental aspect go into it because that's just, like, again, knowing who you, – you know in your personnel. But with Wilson Contreras, you're also getting a great bat mm-hmm. for a catcher, which Yachty just didn't – Yachty was never years. really a great bat. Yeah. You know, he was he was he was a solid bat in his career, but he was mostly known for his de- his defending. His whole, it, it, all of his for the exception were. of his prime, though, he really didn't have a good bat for the exception, no. outside of his prime. I agree. Yeah, but like that's the thing. Like that's what his brothers, Benji, Jose, and Yachty, they're known to be the best defensive catchers. That's why what's his? I think Benji was the last one to play with the um, Blue Jays. Again, he didn't have a good bat either, but he's got that defending. It's in that Molina right. blood. Like you know, like. And defending catchers, like, you just need that because you have all these guys that can just steal nowadays. Shout but, out Sean Murphy. Yeah, 100%. I love that addition for the Braves, for real. Um, but, like, I just think the Cardinals have just a sneaky lineup. What it's going to come down to is the production from O'Neal and Carlson. Because if, like if O'Neal can get better again and doesn't lose the spot to future rookie of the year, Jordan Walker, then – you know, like you have Lars Newpar, greatest name in baseball, greatest name hey, ever. He's he just hit a million followers on Instagram. Did you I see did. that? Yeah, I he did. He had yeah. 60,000 30 days ago. He just hit a million followers. I think Japan it's showing love, bro. Oh, that, and that's the thing. Shout out Japan. You know, I mean, would have been nice to see the USA win it, but, you know, shout out Japan really helped, you know, WBC and just baseball in general. Um, 
But I like again, like Carlson. Carlson, he's just kind of like he can be a five-two. I would say, like he's got like somewhat respectable speed. He's got a decent whatever. Like he he can be good. He just needs to finally put it all together. All right, who's then, our final prediction? Final prediction. Oh. Nail it in the ground. All right, we're going weird. Cardinals, Cardinals, Yankees. We're going classic. You giving me giving me how many games, and who? I'll say I'll say six games. Yankees. All right. The Yankees win. All right. I'm going Braves, Mariners. The Braves have won since they've been in Atlanta. They've won both their World Series in six games. I think that trend continues. Give me Braves in six. It's also okay. funny because in both World Series, they have went up 3-1. They win the first two games. They lose game three, win game four, lose game five, and then clinch it in game six. I think that trend also continues this year as well. So – Give me the Braves in six. Ronald Acuna, another bold prediction, sweeps the MVPs. He wins regular season NL MVP and also wins World Series MVP. And if we're going to get more specific, I think Max Fried wins NLCS MVP and Julio Rodriguez, obvious pick, wins ALCS MVP. I know obvious. you're probably wondering, that's a lot to pick. Well, when I write in November, come back to episode 23. That's all we're saying. All right, Daniel. We got some stories to tell. Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin. Mm. Home of the rafters. We Home. spent a lot of days up there. The trenches. Yeah. Chris, Chris and Jackie's house. Shout out the Weinholz for hosting us all summer. And then oh, yes. we spent a lot of days at Winterfield. Let's let's mm. hear some of your fondest memories from Wisconsin <laughs> Rapids in the Northwoods League. The Northwoods See, League with Pete uh, Alonzo. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's when you try thinking about all these memories, I would say some of them come as like fever dreams and everything. Cause like, you know, from how long we were working in days, but you know, like that's just the grind. That's just the beauty of working in sports and in the Northwoods league to say, um, man, I think my first favorite memory was when I had to dress up as the running man in our first game at home. And for those that are listening and don't know what the running man is, um, it's a, Purple suit that we have with anytime with our sponsors that we have with anytime fitness latex yes um and no one else wanted to do it so I was just like you know what I'll do it and um it kind of made me feel like I was the hamburglar for a second but you know it's all good <laughs> um, but like I think that was cool I was just like it's just like going there and I think we we lost our home opener I want to say if I'm correct yeah then we were um, fourteen straight. Yeah, and then, you know, we became the greatest team in Northwoods League history. Um, some you know, slight. Some slight, you know, shout out to all the boys. Um, I'm, I'm sounding like I played for the team, but no, I didn't. Um, you did What you mean? You hit 400, bro. Yeah, 400 in my sleep. <laughs> the, tw the twins were choosing between you and Ben Ross in the fifth round. <laughs> oh, I wish. That would have been cool. That been, yeah, then I, I just spelled the UDFA. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was I'm like – there's like there's always a few like I really enjoyed like our away games and everything where like it was kind of like more relaxed days and like we'd have like some big tasks to do for you guys for you oh, yeah, for you guys never yeah, me twenty four seven Brett twenty four seven Loftus um, <laughs> <laughs> um but like it's it's really hard to think about like I mean I would always say you know like there's a lot of combined memories I would say um that really went into it honestly like I would say like a favorite spam is probably the setup for all-star weekend while it was really stressful I you know had we just had a really good time like it just really felt like the camaraderie was there between all all of the interns and everything 
and you, you know, know just we leading got, the raft down the river man just leading the raft yeah shout out roscoe man or a fearless leader um but yeah it was <laughs> it was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it was it was fun man it was just like you know like yeah it would be burnt and everything but it was cool especially like again my favorite memories came at the end of the night you and I were just cutting it up at the end of the home games and um, in the in the press box. You know, Brett himself, you know, calling the game. And then, you know, me being on the field, working with the fans in the game and everything. Like, we kind of saw two different aspects, but still saw the same game and just giving our opinions on it. And then we would just go off into rambling sessions on whatever the heck came to our minds and everything. <laughs> so, um yeah, like I, that. Those are like that's like the fondest memories I have. Is really at the end of the night with this guy right here. Like then we would, you know, like wear them whatever else. Then wake up and do it all again. So the beauty of it. You also can't forget the uh, my favorite picture probably of the summer is after the home run derby when I got absolutely doused by the oh, yeah. stingers. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. What was the what was the guy's name who won the derby? I forget his name. Uh, he had a know, great baseball name. He was a great baseball um, name, and he was killing them balls, I too. Get it, but anyway. And so, anyway, I'm interviewing him, like, on camera, and the microphone, everything just gets absolutely doused. And so Daniel comes over there and he goes, man, you got wet. I take <laughs> off my jacket and just throw it on him. I'm like, I'm going to need you to take care of this. <laughs> and then this legendary photo comes out of the bunch. So that was uh, that was one of my fondest memories uh, of the of the whole summer. I kind of felt like Tim McCarver in '92 when he got doused by Dion in the NLCS. Um, no, nah, it was it was it was that was a fun night, man. Uh, like yeah. you said, chilling in the press box after every game was was always fun. Whether it was we were airing out positive positives from that night, or we had a few grievances to talk about. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah, you know, being in the summer in Wisconsin, man, as a especially as an intern in the Northwoods League, which is why I wanted to have Daniel on here because obviously I want to talk a lot about baseball and take you guys kind of behind the scene of what we talk about in general and and kind of have a major league baseball preview, but kind of take the you know back behind you're getting to see the players' perspectives of the Northwoods League, and we've had guys like Kale on here, we had JJ, we had Aiden Brewer, got some more players to come, so stay tuned for that. But kind of take the veil back to see what it was like to be an intern. And, you know, we, we did, for the most part, have some great fellow interns, um, like I said, for the most part. And, you know, it was uh, great working with Chloe and Tyler. You know, they were phenomenal to work for. Um, obviously, Chloe has moved on to bigger and better things. She's going to be Congrats. working for our beloved Mets next year. Mm. So, uh, sweet victory. <laughs> you know, I, I, that is, that is one, that is one positive. If I can find one, if, I can't even fathom to say this. If the Mets win a World Series, um, at least I know that Chloe gets a ring. So that's, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. That's all it. That I matters. just got to keep reminding myself that it happens this year. But um, it was awesome working with Chloe. Uh, obviously, man, the, the, the relationships that you build in Wisconsin Rapids, you know, watching the B movie, um, you know, just, <laughs> just all kinds of, you know, the, the good old the B movie, man. That got to be a popular movie we watched on the bus. I don't know why. Uh -huh. uh, Daniel also became a big fan of that movie. I um, love that movie. <laughs> Chris and Jackie had it on DVD. I don't know why we watched it all the time. I don't know. But all jokes aside, you guys could tell we cut up a lot, um, but it was an awesome summer in Wisconsin Rapids. Oh, yeah. And like I said, uh, 
there's not really a whole lot to be talked about as a baseball intern other than you're going to work 16 hours a day, you're going to sweat a lot, you're going to work mm -hmm. a lot, um, but it is very rewarding once you get to the end of the summer. Um, oh, yeah. I would also have to say the biggest bonding moments um, were when we were hanging up the big 16 by 10 foot signs at the beginning of the oh, summer. My. Oh, my And the oh, fact oh, that we oh. did that on my birthday um, was just absolutely phenomenal. And then, you know, we had to paint the ballpark. It was the ballpark prep for me. That mm -hmm. was really like, <laughs> just looking back on it now. I... Oh, yeah. I mean, I can agree. I mean, I would say by far my most favorite thing to do all summer, and this may sound sarcastic, which you may be or may not, you take your point of view on it, was setting up the bouncy houses. I know. Oh, I knew gosh. you were going to say that. Knew you were going to oh, say that. Oh, my gosh. That was so, so just mind clearing for me. Shout yeah, I know. It was, you know, without me, like, yeah, no, sometimes I needed it. I mean, you know, I got tired and everything, you know, but that's where I found my peace. I had a system going and it was just amazing. Like, and then like the days that I prayed for were the rainy days because you can't have bouncy houses in the rain. So perfect, 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 you know, perfect for me. That takes another task off my list. Um, but yeah, no, I like, I would going on what you said, just like going on the grind with it. I mean, Right here, I want to give a shout out to our uh, the heart and soul of Wisconsin Rapid Drafters, my favorite Angels fan of all time, Mr. Riley Michael Glenn. Um, hope you're listening somewhere. We we love you. Um, we miss. He's you. in the A now. He's in the A now. He is in the a. He is in the a. Too. Let's go. I wonder. I wonder how much the beer buckets are costing him down there. Um, <laughs> but just wanted to give a shout out because like he would be the one that really kept it all together. He was the realist, and you know he we you know some the would grandpa. say the meanest. The meanest, but you know, Riley. I wouldn't say that he was a teddy bear. He was, you know, like you know, I I would be scared to hug him because I didn't know if he'd put me in like a full Nelson or something. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, I just need a quick shout out to Riley Glenn. Like he's just, and you know, for the players too. Every everyone loved Riley. You, you know, just don't get on his bad side because you don't know, you know, what he might happen. But um, yeah, like just like you know, meeting guys like that, meeting you, and then you know work with all the, like the marketing team, like from Liv, Aiden and Mish and all of that. And then like Mish. our, our boy, our boy, man tooth, hold it down in the ticket office, you know, dog, what a dog. And then, I haven't heard from him in a while. I miss man. Oh, I had, I had or as you call too. him man foot. Man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was miss, a genuine mistake. Genuine I, I miss mistake. my boy, Don, Don. I miss Don, Don a lot too, man. Don, I, I yeah. Talk, you know, we had such a good intern group, man. Jake, good people as well oh yeah um, hunter the, the, oh the, the, hunter can't forget hunter bro getting to hunter. see him out there cutting that oh. grass every day but daniel oh, like yeah. i always say as we get towards the end of the episode always open up the floor for any questions or stories that you may want from me i mean i you know i i mean just really how things been going out there for you know calling a multitude of different sports for real like yeah. you know you and i talk about it but you know just if you want to tell anyone else you know that hasn't really heard anything just like you know call, not just calling straight baseball but having to switch up you know calls and you know learning you know doing your research your you know intensive but ever so make it look easy research that you do um I mean how is that how has that really been you know going from you know like kind of like not really not calling the Northwoods like professional but like kind of going from like that to almost like that like how did anything really change or like are you still doing like the same stuff that you do well it is rather different right I mean when you're around <laughs> the same guys every day uh you know Aiden Brewer and I talked about this in the last episode you know I can just go sit down with Aiden on the bus and say Aiden you know you're hitting 360 over the last two weeks 
you know, what have you been seeing? You know, and right. he's like, well, you know, they th throw me a lot of fastballs or, you know, I finally figured out how to hit off-speed pitch or something like that, just for an example. And, you know, guys, you know, messing around with each other, guys having conversations, you know, broadcast-friendly stories, but, like, stuff that I got to see, you know, on the bus with these guys versus now kind of what I'm doing. Um, I'm not on the bus with the team. You know, I'm not, you know, talking to the team. Like, I don't know their personalities. Um which comes good and bad with that. You know, I, I'm, right. I, I only know what the coach tells me. I only know what the, really the stat book says. And I can't really know who these guys are because I'm calling a different team every night. And I think that it's the good and the bad that comes with moving kind of into the route that I've taken. Um, obviously, love television. Um, love working in, in the market that I work in here in North Dakota. Um, but definitely, I mean, I'd be lying to you if I said I, I wouldn't want to um, – obviously work for a team again, um, man. I mean, and I don't, I don't know if I'll ever have a bond with a team like I had with those rafters. Um, right. I mean, right. Those, those special guys, man, um, each and every one of those guys, uh, you know, still talk to Bobo, still talk to Brewer, still talk to Nankill, still talk to Ben Ross, you know, still in the group chat with the whole team. So still talk to, I mean, even the guys that I didn't mention, you know, your How Josh Howitz, your Cooper Robinsons, your, um, you know, I still talk to Kirk, you know, Kirk will still call me on the phone and, you know, talk two, three hours on the phone. So it's just such a special bond with that group. And maybe that if I was with another group of guys, I wouldn't have been had all the behind the scenes knowledge that I would know. And some of the confidential information that even I, I haven't shared and I will never share um, to know some of that stuff that, you know, would also help me on a broadcast. And you might say, well, if you're not able to share that, how does it help you? It helps you navigate through a broadcast. It's kind of oh, like yeah. knowing, it's kind of like knowing, uh, you know, if there's construction and nobody else knows. Well, you know how to avoid the construction and other people don't. Um, I guess that's kind of the best way to put it. Or if, you know, we'll put it this way. If you're hanging out with a friend and you know something about that friend that they don't know, well, you, then you know how to navigate the conversation. Same thing. Exactly. I, I'm just navigating through the conversation with the listeners on the radio every night. So if I know something that they can't know, still know how to navigate that around. And it just stuff like that, um, the personable stories that people like to hear to tell about their personalities. Um you just don't you don't have that now is moving into this. But what you do have, you have a more objective standpoint. Obviously, people know when I was with the Rafters, I was a homer. And I think that when you move at it from a more objective standpoint um, on a broadcast, it can create big moments for both sides. And it really widens the spectrum of things to talk about, which I absolutely love that. Um, I'm also working in television now versus working yeah. on radio. And I, I love working in television. Um, and, and like I said, just pros and cons. To both working for a team, working on radio, versus what I'm doing now, working on television. Um, I don't honestly have to say this though. I like broadcasting and doing what I'm doing better now. Obviously, it's a full-time salary job. Um, it's a you know working on cable cable television, but the people and what I mean by the people, the players. Like I love everybody I work with now, all the play-by-play -play guys, my bosses, my cameraman. I, I stated that you know in episode 19 when we were going to return, mm -hmm. I talked about all my coworkers and just how awesome they are to be around. But as far as being around the team, just the team with the Rafters, like I said, I mean, you can't – some of those memories you just can't recreate. Both some we'll yeah. tell you about and others, they're going to have to stay in our minds and be <laughs> God. So, um, you know, it was it was just some fun times, man. And uh, like I said, all those guys, what I really will say to them is they allowed somebody who never played baseball after high school to come on the bus and to be a part of the team. And uh, – <laughs> This has been episode 23. Otherwise, else would you rather be podcast? Let's pose the question that we always do. Until next time.
Where else would you rather be? Yes, sir.